Welcome to the Heart and Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon, Ashley, and Jessica, and we're here to share life with you and talk about everything related to mental health. We want to create a community of friendship and a place of comfort for all. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of the Heart and Home Podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm here with uh, both Shannon and Jessica, so you get all three of us today. And we're here to talk about a super cool topic because our very own Shannon has just released her second book called Cracked But Not Broken. And I think this is really cool because when I met you, you were like promoting your first book. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, when you moved in behind us, I was really nervous to meet you because our my one of our other neighbors had sent um I think the link to like your blog maybe or something or maybe your Instagram page like oh this is who are who was moving in behind us and I'm like oh my gosh she's a celebrity and I was really nervous and then you like it just turned out to be a normal person that happened to write a book and I just think it's really cool and it's been fun to see you and know you through the writing of this second book and kind of understand why you write them. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. That's funny. I felt the exact same way. So I <laughs> so I met Shannon earlier this year and same thing. So we have a coffee shop in our town and um, Shannon's first book is sold there. And the same thing, I saw her face on this book <laughs> at the store and I'm like, wow, only like really big people would have a book at the store. <laughs> So then when I was on the podcast in the summer, I felt the exact same way. I'm like, who am I meeting? Who do I need to wear? Guys, you're making me blush. It could also just because it's like 100 degrees in my house right now. It is really toasty in here. No, no, you guys know that's so sweet. Um, Yeah, first of all, anybody can write a book. I tell people that all the time. It's, it, I self-published, and I can tell you a little bit about the process first if you're mm-hmm. interested. Yes, um, maybe someone out there is interested in writing a book. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's really great. Like I went through Zulan Publishing. Um, they're actually a Christian publisher, and they have published a lot of really big, like best-selling books. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're looking for, like, if you're going to do self-publishing, and when you're looking for a publisher, you obviously want to make sure it's like they're very trustworthy and like. A reputable company because obviously there's a lot of scammers out there and mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like willing to take your money but maybe not willing to put a good product out there for you um, so after a lot of research i decided to go with zulon and they have been great they have their own editors and own you know like they have all these different people you kind of work with mm-hmm. throughout the whole process um and when you self-publish you own all the rights and royalties to your book which is Really why I wanted to do it, you do have to make more of an investment up front when you do it that way, um, because you're paying for all of the production of the book and everything. And then, But every dollar that comes in after that, once the book goes to print, that mm-hmm. is all in your pocket. So when you go through and you're like, if you were to go and have your book published for you, like through a big publishing company, um, they own the royal, like they mm-hmm. own obviously a percentage of the rights to your book too. So it's just kind of like depends on what angle you want to go. Um, the thing with self-publishing, you know, obviously a lot more work falls in your lap. Like you have to make sure that you stay on task and your timeline and everything, but, um, and you can put it through editing. Like my, my book went through several rounds of editing and it's so funny because 
like even though it goes through all these rounds of editing and I even sent it out to some friends for editing, mm-hmm. like there's always, always still something like that happens where even in this book, like there's, there's one random S that wasn't supposed to be there. And I'm like, how in the world did that get past like 30 different pairs of eyes? And I'm like, okay, well it is what it is, but, and it can be fixed because Mm -hmm. the nice thing is that this is a print on demand. So there's not like hundreds of books that are printed and just sitting on shelves waiting to be sold. If it's ordered, it's, it's printed. And then that's where, you know, so the nice thing about doing it that way the world we live in now is so digital. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people really browsing bookstores anymore yeah. like they used to. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it was a lot harder to be an author and like publish books, you know, even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because there wasn't as much digital available. But now everybody can order stuff like almost on any platform you can order a book. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it is, it's, it's a process. It's, but it's not, it's not impossible. Like anyone, anyone can do it. Um, and they have great people to work with. And so, yeah, I would definitely be happy to talk to anyone that's interested in, in writing a book, whatever kind of book you want. You mentioned one time you might want to do like a children's book. Which I, I would so love cool. to write. I illustrate it. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I would love to write a book. I don't really know what kind of book a children's book would be really cool. Um, I've been told a lot of times in my life I should write a book, but I just, you say anybody could write a book and I mean, okay. Anybody could like, put words down and then get somebody to print it. But yeah, not everybody like could write it. a book that people would want to read. Uh, well, so. I mean, and that's the other part about it. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of books out there. And, you know, obviously to become a bestseller and have everyone know and see my book is is probably not going to happen. But that's not why I wrote the book. You mm-hmm. know? Um, I think, and I mentioned that in this, in this book because I'm like, yeah, like what's the purpose of, of me doing this and what inspired me to do this mm-hmm. was, you know, obviously my dad like is a big part of that and why I chose um, this past Saturday was the published date. So mm-hmm. November 19th. And if you um, follow me on Faith Food Farm on my blog, I did talk about kind of the why. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, I lost my dad 31 years ago on the 19th of November. And it was always just a really, really bad day for me. And I don't know, over the last couple of years, I've just opened up a lot more about that part of my life. And, you know, we've started this podcast and I started writing and I started, I don't know, just really like soul searching, I guess. Um, And I thought, man, this would be really cool if I could have this book come out on that day. And it would just be kind of like a new chapter. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, it's a dedication to him. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's really cool. And the concept of kind of like reclaiming that day for yourself, you know, Ooh, by putting something positive, right? See, maybe I could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of it. <laughs> Reclaim the day. No. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> no. But you know, the, there are like a lot of days that stick out. I think to some people because of grief or sorrow or whatever, that every day they re- kind of relive that yeah. grief and sorrow. And so if you can find a way to like rectify that day in a way by doing something great. And then it's not going to totally take away the grief, you know, from it or whatever it is that the trauma or, um, but it would be a cool way to just take back that day for yourself and mix in some good things. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, so both books, um, my first book's called A Healthy Balance. Um, and it's, again, the same concepts for both books as far as it's a kind of a mix. It has some recipes in it. Some of these are family recipes. Some of these are my own recipes that I've just sort of like modified and tried things different, you know, but like mm -hmm. they're all pretty easy family recipes. Um, and then there's a mixture of that and along with some actual like, you know, like in the first book, it was daily sort of inspiration, like things you can focus on every day. And so the concept of that book was more of like, okay, today's going to be this. I'm going to focus on positivity or, you know, forgiveness or whatever that was going to be for the day. This book, I wanted to get a little bit deeper and have a little more depth, talk about some of the harder things, a lot of the things we talk about on our podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I still wanted to keep the same sort of format concept of like throwing in recipes. So at first I was like, oh man, we could do all eggs because it's correct, but not perfect. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, gosh, that would leave out a lot of people that don't like eggs. You know? <laughs> and I mean, not, there's only so many like egg recipes truly that I even like. So I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So I ended up going with a different way of, so the first chapter is like going to be a little just, that one is mostly like egg recipes, but then the next chapter is about pressure and talking about the pressures we face in life and how those can make us feel cracked. And so the, that's a pressure cooker like type recipes are in that chapter. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I started to do. There. Yes. And then um, I talk about relationships and how relationships can absolutely make us feel cracked. And whether it's your spouse or family members, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that our relationships can be hard. And so for that chapter, I focused on like different things like food around the table because relationships always seem to happen the best around food for some reason. Uh -huh. And so yeah. I did, you know, like family recipes and I talk a lot about how important it is to sit around the table with your family. And nowadays people eat like in segregated places. I mean, I even find us doing that. Like we sit up at the counter or by the couch or it's like, no, we need to like come back to the table. And I talk about why that's mm -hmm. so important and then put recipes with that and then some date night stuff you know because mm -hmm. we talked about how important it is to do a date night yep. and so then i included some recipes for two and so that's kind of where this this book went so yeah i'm excited it. i think it's yeah this one is a lot more of my heart in it yeah you know, so. so with self-publishing how then are you advertising does the i guess does your publisher advertiser know because you did it self-publishing? I have sense? an option to buy a marketing package. Sure. It's pretty expensive. I bet. And just because like after the cost of already putting the book out there, I decide both times just to kind of do my own marketing, mm -hmm. which is good and bad. Like it, I don't, I'll be honest, like I could do better. You know, I don't do like a ton of book signings. I don't go around to all the different bookstores. I've done one. Sure. <laughs> but of yeah. course it was also COVID times mm -hmm. when that, when my first book was coming, coming out. So I guess, yeah, I think for me, I could definitely do more marketing, but I, do, I utilize social media a lot yeah. and friends, you know, like I, I do this where it's like, I'll be happy to gift people, get, you know, gift people the book and, you know, Hey, have a book. I'd love you to read it, but also please share it and like tell people about it. Cause that's just going to help promote it for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think last year you, you gave me the book in a box that said, the best Christmas gift. Oh it said the best gift ever. That's what it was. The best gift ever. What did you think it was before you opened it? You're like, oh, like, thank you. Your head, like, I was hoping it was your book, actually. Oh, and it was. I was like, so wow, excited. Like, talk about someone who's really not. No, no. no. I, just, I just thought it was funny. We know you did that as a joke. But it was, no, well, it was I funny. I saw those, those boxes and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's one's perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about today, you know, obviously want to 
been very excited about promoting my book and like the fact that it just came out on Saturday, but also I thought like it would really be cool if we talked about cracks in our life and, you know, it could be any of these things like that are included in the book, but even things maybe not, um, you know, whether it be relationships or things, but in your life now, or maybe cracks you've faced in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who feels like going first. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the first thing that came to my mind was like how cracks don't necessarily have to be like super big traumatic moments. Like initially that's what I thought. So I was thinking back, I'm like, okay, like what are some moments that's really stuck with me? But then I feel like they could even be like everyday things too. Like maybe, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it's just, you know, you have just a really, really tough day. And like that slightly cracks you just a little bit because, you know, whether it was your self-confidence or whether it was, um, you know, you were super maybe excited about a project you were doing for work Mm -hmm. or um, whatever it is and it didn't go well. I mean, I feel like you can also have those like little ones too. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I guess I'm thinking of it totally differently. And that's valid. I mean, that I include a lot of that in there. I think there are things that are might seem like not that big of a deal, but to us, they can be. And if you don't deal with those small cracks, I feel like those cracks, just like in anything, a crack will continue to crack, right? It'll continue to grow. And so stress is definitely a factor. And yeah, I, I feel like I don't manage my stress that well. I think a lot of times I we'll just sort of try to overlook it. And I, you know, or I'll just try to like, I don't know, like change direction or refocus on something else. But it's like, if something is really bothering me rather than like addressing it, mm-hmm. I just like, I don't want to say yeah. sweep it under the rug, but I just move past it. And I've learned over the, like, that is just not the way to handle it. You, you know, if it's, whether it's a person, a friend, a situation, facing it, having a conversation about it versus I'm just going to avoid it seems to always, I don't know, for me, it's been working much better that way. Mm-hmm. I saw this, um, it wasn't like a meme. I think it was just something I saw when I was scrolling on social media last week, but it was, it told me, it totally called me out because I do that too. I avoid anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> and then I just, I have to do it later. But then that amount of time that I was so uncomfortable with it, like I could have just gotten over it by then. And it was this picture of a buffalo and it said, did you know buffaloes run like when they see a storm coming they run towards the storm because they know that they are going to get out of it quicker if they run towards it versus Ah. sitting there waiting for it to come then waiting for it to pass they run towards it so they can just run right through it and i'm like i need to be a buffalo (laughs) so like now that's just stuck in my head and i've been thinking of that and i shared it with some friends and then one friend she um it just got a tattoo recently and she was like, I feel like I need to get a Buffalo tattoo to like constantly yeah. remind me to just like, you know, get through stuff, run through it instead of that avoidance. Cause I, I do the same thing yeah. and it definitely does not help any cracking. It just <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I feel like sometimes animals like symbolize things. Like I was also on Instagram the other day scrolling and I saw this thing about flamingos that after they have, after like female flamingos become mothers, they like lose the pink in their feathers or something. And there's like this whole concept of like getting your pink back because like after you're, after you have children, no matter how much you love them, you do kind of like lose this 
self-identity that you had before and so this like concept of like regaining your pink so yeah so you're gonna get a buffalo tattoo and i'm gonna get a flamingo tattoo no idea Probably a cat. Because a cat. <laughs> Just because you you resonate. You're an animal. You're gonna get a tattoo of a cat. Yeah, my cat. Oh my god. I'm obsessed with her cat, and he's so mean to me. Yeah. Like he will, he just attacks me. But I just, he's the cutest. I think that's why he attacks me because he knows that I would just like smother him. Well, you just like pursue him really hard. I know, <laughs> yeah. he would love me, and he but he won't. <laughs> you or anybody else. He has allegiance to no one. Yeah, my cat's the same way. She hates everyone, and it sucks because anytime everybody comes over to our house, they know to stay away from her, and it sucks because like I know her as a very caring sweet companion to everybody else yeah you know, they hate her yeah <laughs> so i'm glad you know that you like like her cat because, <laughs> you know. it's funny so some of the the deeper cracks that i talk about in the book you know some that i obviously like i have a personal connection to or understanding of losing a loved one that's close to me which is my dad mm. and then i've seen my my kids go through that both of my kids um and they're young i have a 21 year old and a 23 year old and both of them have lost a very very close friend um unexpectedly within the last like two years apart from each other too mm-hmm. and so watching like it's hard enough when we go through those hard times alone or like when we go through them as adults but like when we watch our kids go through that kind of pain that is that is like so hard because I think we do everything in our power to protect our kids all the time from ever experiencing any cracks in life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they, I mean, we, there's nothing we can do about that, you know? And it's like, I just, it, it was an eye opener for me that there's a lot of things and out of our control. And we have this like idea of this perfect life that we want to live, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that's just not the way it goes, you know? And how do mm-hmm. we live with those types of things? You know, on the way here, this is semi-related. <laughs> I was driving and um, Amelia does, she doesn't have social media, um, but she does have a phone and she's nine and she was on, um, it's kind of like Instagram reels or TikToks, but it's like the YouTube version sure. of YouTube yeah. shorts or whatever. So she'll watch videos and she's got some friends that will post videos on there. Um, and I think that's fine. I think everybody's allowed to make their own parenting calls, but I am not quite comfortable with Amelia having social media yet. Cause I just feel like she's too young to weed out who she, who's safe to talk to and who's not. So I was talking to her about that and I was like, well, this is just, I just, this is one of the ways that I feel like I can keep you safe. But she wasn't like arguing or anything. I just was, I don't know. I like to throw that at her every yeah. once in a while. So she doesn't get salty with me because she was watching a video of a friend of hers that she had posted. And she started like tearing up and I said, are you upset that I won't let you have social media yet? Do you want to talk about it? Like I'm willing to listen. It's not necessarily going to change my mind, but I right. want to know how you feel about it. Um, and she's like, no, I'm not upset. And I'm like, why are you crying? And she's just like, I'm just so glad that you want to protect me because not everybody has somebody that will protect them. Aww. And I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. But <laughs> it's but it's, it's true. Not cry. I almost have, I'm just like you know. I think that we spend so much of our lives just like trying to make decisions that'll protect our kids, and like ultimately we can't always protect. Like I can protect her now from social media, but she's never 
I'm not going to like keep yeah. her forever mm-hmm. off social media, you know? So I think there's just ways to set them up for, yeah. for success. But sometimes things just happen. Like, you know, the death of your daughter's friend, you know, like it just, that was completely out of anybody's control of, you know, who you knew. So we just can't do a perfect job. Right. We can't prevent the cracks that will come, mm-hmm. you know, for, for them or for us. Yeah. Were you able to share with your kids, like, any type of coping that helped you get through these cracks for them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I had to tell both of them is that, you know, you're going to have some good days and you're going to have some bad days as you go through your grief grieving process. Mm-hmm. And that just because you may fall back or, you know, have a bad day, it doesn't mean you're there again. And I know like my daughter for sure, she felt that a lot where she's like, I thought I was doing better. I thought I was like moving on and now I'm here again. And I'm like, but that's grief. You mm-hmm. know, like unfortunately grief has this very unpredictable way of kind of bringing you back to that moment again. And it just depends, you know, like for me, I'm 31 years out from, from that. And I have like, you know, it's sometimes it's it's like such a blink of an eye that I had or even with my dad, you know, but I still grieve it and mm-hmm. but it's different now than it was then. And I yeah, so I try to explain that. I mean, we how many times have we said on this podcast that mental health is not linear and like <laughs> grief is also not linear, no. you know, it, it waxes and wanes and some things get easier and some things honestly get harder you know because sometimes it's like this realization that like oh now I've had more Christmases without this person than with and you know so Mm -hmm. something that I thought was really special that happened so a couple weeks ago I put a couch on marketplace and I you know you get tons and tons of responses when you put something on marketplace and you're like is this person real is this a scam and plus these people are going to show up at your house and that's a little scary too mm-hmm. and I have a very I have a very um like I'm not sure how comfortable I am with it but like I know people sell a lot of stuff on marketplace so of course when I got all these responses I'm like scoping people out like you don't want to be stalking but you're also like okay is this a real account is this a real person and this um, this girl, I I'm like she seems pretty legit, and she also didn't live that far away, so um, she ended up buying my couch. And when she came here, she also is like kind of um, on she's on social media. Her name is Elizabeth Mary. She's a beautiful voice. I went and saw her. It was funny. It was like we had this instant connection, all because of couch. And <laughs> I went and watched her sing, and it was amazing. Yes, she has. I'm not even kidding. You need to look her up. Elizabeth Mary Music, I think is what her social um, hashtag is or her um, handle. But where I was going with this is she posted on her Facebook about our, our meeting each other and our connection. And someone that follows her sent me a private message and told me that um, it was the, was the, so this woman's sister, they love her like she's helping raise the children now because her sister took her own life. And she was asking me for some advice. Like, she's like, is there anything like I can do to help these young boys? Like they're Mm -hmm. really feeling very lost right now. And it was just a very sad situation. Um, But I also felt like very touched that she felt like she could reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like moments like that where I feel like, okay, it is, it's, this is what I'm wanting from all of the things I'm doing, like with my book and things like that's what I'm hoping for is that someone somewhere is like, Oh, 
I really needed that. And I really need to know like how this can, you know, how, and if I can help one person, you know, that's what, that's what it means for me. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you can check that off your list. Like if you're trying to help one person, I think you've done it. <laughs> so no, I think well, that's great. I think all of us for sure doing this, uh, sitting here, taking time out of all of our lives to come together at this table and do this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Why don't you, to wrap it up, tell us how we get our hands on your book? Yeah. So, um, well, there's, you can, any bookstore that sells books, you know, so obviously like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Target, um, you could, you name it, you can find it. My, uh, the better request would be to go to directly to my publisher, which I need to be better about putting that link out there. So I'll, I'll update that on my website. I'll definitely put it on Faith Food Farm on my blog. But uh, Zulan, if you go to Zulan and it's spelled X-U-L-A-N. Um, and then if you just put in my name and the title of the book, which is Cracked But Not Broken, again, I'll include links. But if you buy directly from my publisher, I actually get full 100% royalties. Mm-hmm. If you buy from like Amazon, I, it's just much smaller piece of the pie that I get, which is fine. I mean, it's just a great way still to promote the book. Um, So yeah, that would be, there's a lot of different ways to find it. And again, like if you you know of anyone that's, you know, hey, they just need some positivity or some encouragement or maybe Mm -hmm. even not. It's just, there's great recipes in there. And it's like, it's not all like sad stuff. It's, it's all just. You know, I think it's a great stuff. Christmas gift. Yeah, it really because it's is. about yeah. personal growth. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the things that happen to us every day. Like, you know, like you're saying, like the mm-hmm. daily stresses of life, the stress that parenting can bring us, the pressures of parenting, and mm-hmm. the mom guilt. Everything we've pretty much talked to about on this podcast is in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. And I guess, like, as I'm flipping through it, we have the book here with us. And, like, I see, um, like, children, marriage prioritizing all of these things. So like, as you were writing it, how would you say this book has helped your mental health? Because I mean, like, I feel like journaling, like any self-help, anything that I listen to or read, it's like journal, journal, Mm -hmm. journal. And I'm trying, I'm really trying. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like, I feel like this was just, this is just a huge journal for you. So like, what would you take from that? Even like when I read my first book, like sometimes when I go back and read that, I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably do that. Like I, you know, it's like, I have these great thoughts and um, ways to kind of keep the family connected and to kind of keep your mind in a good place. But then I tend to even like fall back and be like, oh yeah, I'm still, you know, doing too much social media or like, I'm not, you know, taking enough time for myself. I'm not doing this or that. And so like, I think that any of the things that, that we do, that we have intentions to do, like it's, you really have to like try hard. Like it's not going to just happen and like, you're going to develop a habit of always doing the right thing. So it's like Mm -hmm. a good reminder. Yeah. Even to myself, Yeah, (laughs) you know, absolutely. So I love it. Well, thanks you guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah, really cool. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Heart and Home Podcast. Once again, you can find us on social media at the Heart and Home Podcast. You can also find me at Faith Food Farm. If you're interested in finding the book, there's links there. And you can also go to Zulan for the book. It's X-U-L-A-N and you can search the book there. Thanks so much and have a great day. We'll see you next time.